You are listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the Triune God. Amen. So since about Thursday night, I, I have to admit that my eyes have been glued to my Twitter feed, um, uh, specifically uh, to the hashtag coronavirus. And that's not so much because I'm afraid, not yet anyway, uh, but more because I've been captivated by how people behave when it feels like there's nothing but bad news coming. Because what I've noticed is that as the news gets worse, the more and more people turn to illusory, or at least temporary, identities, which they then use to make themselves feel safe and to then label others as dangerous and dirty. Such as, I'm an American, I'm not Chinese. Or I'm young, healthy, and have great health insurance. Or I'm a clean person and have always washed my hands for at least 30 seconds every time. I mean, really? Every time? <laughs> but these illusory or temporary identities, American, young, healthy, insured, clean, these identities are most attractive to us when we have forgotten our true identity, which is that we are beloved children of God that we are wild and holy, but also very human. Our identity as children of God is where everything's, everything begins because when we have forgotten who we are, all kinds of lies are hungry to tell us a different version of who we are. And so as we embark on this journey through the season of Lent, we are going on a journey of remembering that we belong to God. That we belong to God no matter what other identities may be clamoring for our attention. Which is something Jesus knows a lot about because just a few verses before today's gospel that you just heard chanted, just a moment before Jesus is driven into the desert, God says at Jesus' baptism, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. Through the, through the waters of baptism, Jesus awakens to his true identity. But as soon as Jesus comes up out of that water and is driven into the desert, the devil swoops in like a moth to a flame and says, If you are the Son of God, then command these stones to become bread. And so when the devil says, if you are the Son of God, he is attacking Jesus' very identity as a child of God. It's as if the devil knows that Jesus, just like Adam and Eve in the garden, that Jesus is vulnerable. That Jesus is vulnerable precisely to the degree that he is insecure about his identity, about his relationship with God, precisely to the degree that he doubts who he really is. 
devil strikes at the heart of who Jesus is because it's as if the devil knows that Jesus, though he heard God say, you are my beloved, it's as if the devil knows that Jesus might actually have a harder time letting that really sink in. After all, it wouldn't really have been a temptation for Jesus if it didn't actually sting. If it didn't make Jesus wonder if only for a moment if he really was who God said he was. So the devil questions Jesus' identity by throwing all kinds of other identities in his face. If you're really who God says you are, then you'd have more food on the table. Or you'd be in charge of more stuff or have more influence. Which makes me wonder how vulnerable all of us are. How vulnerable we are when the devil, that, that voice deep within us, when that voice makes us question who God says we are. Because when we forget that our identity comes from God, we are, we are liable to confuse who we are with the best or the worst thing that has just happened to us. You just, get, you just got a new job and thus you're a star, or you just lost your job and so you think you're a loser. It's just so easy to listen to these false external voices telling us who we are, especially when we are insecure about our relationship with God. Which just so happens to be something I know a lot about. <laughs> in fact, I just got a crash course in my own uh, insecurities while I was away on pilgrimage in the Holy Land. Because as, uh, as many of you probably recall, I was, I was traveling with about 20 other people over half of whom were from Pentecostal holiness and other really conservative churches. And I thought I was prepared. <laughs> and what I discovered was that I was totally unprepared for my own insecurities to come welling up. Insecurities that stem from years of being told that my identity in God is not secure because I'm gay. Or that if I were a really good preacher, then I'd have floppy hair and a floppy Bible, or I'd make people shout and dance in the aisles. <laughs> that if I were really a child of God, I'd not suffer from depression, or I could just pray away my insecurities. But here's the thing. Not a single one of those Pentecostals or Baptists on my pilgrimage said any of those things to me. Not a single one. It was the voice inside of me that caused me to shrink away from my identity in God. It was that accusing voice within me, what scripture calls the devil, that made me question if I really am who God says that I am. And in all honesty, I'm, I'm ashamed that I listened to those voices. I'm a little embarrassed that I wasn't just able to walk into that room full of pastors and go, I'm here, I'm queer, get used to it. 
Because at the end of the day, I'm actually ashamed that I too get tempted. That I too am tempted to forget that I belong to God. And so it's really, really good news for me that Jesus was also tempted and that he was tempted by the same kind of insecurity that I am. Is he really who God says that he is? But the good news is also that whenever I or anyone doubts if we really are who God says we are, then we can rest assured that, that that insecurity that wells up in us, that insecurity is actually, actually pointing us towards the thing that is actually most true, which is our belovedness in God. That insecurity is like a warning light that goes off that we have forgotten who we are. And that Jesus resisted that temptation. He was tempted, but he resisted the temptation to see himself as anything other than God's beloved. And because of that, we can know the truth about who we are. Because Jesus said no to that voice. Jesus said no to that voice so that we would know that we belong to God and that everything else, everything else is temptation. That every other identity that clamors for our attention is just noise. After Jesus walks away from the wilderness, after he walks away from the temptation of the desert, the entirety of his ministry is actually about quashing that noise. It's about silencing the voice of the accuser who tries to tell us who we are. Like that the lepers who he heals are, Jesus does not reduce them to just their illness. That the sex workers and tax collectors he visits, though they will never find their identity in their work, they also don't have to find their identity in all the nasty th things that people say behind their backs. And that even the disciples who betrayed him, Jesus will never reduce to simply their betrayal. That's not who they are. But that they too are children of God and that in them God is well pleased just as God is well pleased in us. And so, my siblings in Christ, as we, as we journey these 40 days of Lent together, may our hearts be opened to our true identity But may our hearts also be open to the knowledge that everyone else around us shares in that same promise. It's not just about us discovering our identity, it's about us discovering the identity of all. That the identity of everyone is rooted in the same God. That everyone is God's beloved, even when that person snatches the last bag of bread from the grocery shelves, panicking about a coming pandemic, even when people cough into their hands instead of into their elbows, even when your coworker gets sick and feels 
that they couldn't stay home from work. Even then, they are beloved children of God. Because God doesn't want us to wake up to just our own belovedness, but that everyone else is beloved too. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.